They are brother and sister alone. Thanks, and Mac and Mom are dead. Killed in a car crash. On their own. Without parents. Without friends. Trying to make it in a new town. Something bothering you, cousin? No. Nothing ever bothers me. Yeah! Facing a dangerous new enemy. Yeah, I can get it. Says who? That's me and 50 bucks. A gang that will stop at nothing to add one new word to their lives. Terror. These fucking, like, scam things from fake, fake Squarespace. Squarespace are so obnoxious. Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's not it just says complete information is the uh title of the email dear customer we're currently having difficulties renewing your plan for the for the of april and we are believed the details submitted are incorrect please follow the instruction using the given button below failure to complete this lead to permanent lock to your package <laughs> to our service i don't want them to get my package i gotta tell you about i reserve that for very special people i gotta tell you about the student i had today oh tell me right. about him so to I, unlock their package. And I promise, folks, ladies and gentlemen, we will get into this actual podcast at some point. All right, well, tell us about the, the kid. So I had a new student today. I won't even make this much of a story, but it was uh, I, I've had an off day since then. It was a rough, rough student. And basically... I'm curious, not to derail your story, but sure. what, what is a what is a rough student? Just like... Well, I mean, let me tell you. This, is, this one in particular was just something else. But basically, younger kid... ADHD like crazy mm-hmm. and first he was just so handsy like he kept on standing up and putting his hands all over me and which made so me, like me so well that's fine if it's you <laughs> I'm glad you this is a child it's uncomfortable this is a child and very uncomfortable and I sure. kept, and his mom was right in the other room because it was a first time session and she was so you couldn't the, backhand so, and so I literally just had to very like lightly be like take his hands away from me and I'd, and I'd be like please stop please keep your hands to yourself and then he would scream don't touch me oh <laughs> my god and it was so uncomfortable that's and horrible. He also kept insisting that he was a blood-sucking vampire. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, what, I mean, ah, like Morbius from Spider-Man. I mean, I'm trying to teach him to read. And then, uh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, He's it's like, like, why would I need to read? I'm a vampire. He's just like, yeah. I've got plenty of time to learn how to read. Say, I've got an entire <laughs> infinite lifespan to learn how to read, buddy. And then finally, the last straw was... He at one point he just threw himself against the wall and said, "Stop pushing me." <laughs> it's like That's some like shit. I was this done. is like something out of like um I don't like a like a comedy Tales like from a, the Crypt or something. Oh, this is oh, like yeah. a this is like a Big Daddy scene. I was gonna say like a Big Daddy like Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, Call me yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. And he, it was just it was anyway. Hey, so what's going on? <laughs> what did you hit him? I hit him and threw him in a coffin, put a stake through his chest, and said, listen, the guy told me he was a fucking vampire. That's the problem with kids these days, man. No one wants to put a stake in their chest. <laughs> put a stake in them, they're done. All right, Doug. Well done. Medium rare. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Horrible Podcast, where we like to bring you uniquely face value reviews of horror movies. It's been quite a weekend for me, boys. Uh, whirlwind of one, because I'm kind of on spring break, because spring I work break. at a school. Nice. Um, yeah, that's Fall me. Break. It's just a normal-ass weekend for me. Uh, for you, for Dylan, a little different. He's in China. Nice. Right I like now. the emphasis you put on that. China? China. Doesn't, doesn't You're like, saying it like Cardi Trump. B or someone it's say weird. it like that in, in a song? <laughs> like China? Uh, Donald Trump says it like that. Yeah, of course he does. He's a, well, <laughs> right, let's not get into that. I also learned we that he doesn't like dogs on. today. We, that's weird. <laughs> All right, that's now, a weird that's, factoid. That's that the last straw. <laughs> that's crazy talk. <laughs> that, that guy said that a, crazy done a lot of dumb shit. But, but not liking dogs. Get out of here. 
But Dylan's not here. He's in China. Uh, so fuck him. No, I say wishing the best and uh, safe travels, buddy. I'm stealing uh, his blanket. Wait, you don't understand when someone's not on the cast, like when you're off the cast. Oh, I know. We, we say I mean know we things. usually do that. I appreciate and the Devin sure is trying to keep it wholesome. Too. I like that. Wow. I should tell you guys, I'm not gonna be wow. our next guest. By the way, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna lay, the, lay yeah. it on you right oh, now. Man, I got. Double Wait, is that, is that really true? Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna be out of town from Wednesday to Sunday. Oh, Philadelphia. All right, Brandon. Great, I guess it's just Matt just, and I. Uh, me and great. You. Two man team. God, we're gonna decide to do something so fucking <sighs> weird. Great. I can't wait. Speaking of Matt, and he's to my left. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, we've already talked a bunch. So I don't feel like I yeah. should say how are you doing, but you should just say more. Oh, words. That's fine. No, I don't have to tell you how I am. Well, if people can get acclimated no, no, to your no, voice, no, no, it's whatever. Okay. I mean, if anybody wants to know how I am, you can just ask me personally Look, later. Sir, why don't you ask Matt and how he is? Uh, I'm not, I'm, dude, I'm not good at this. <laughs> like I normally don't do this, Manton. Just try it. How are you doing, dude? <laughs> oh, fuck, uh, I can't even ask. Well, right now that you ask, I'm I'm doing pretty well. Um, I intended to get a lot done this weekend, uh, for for the cast and otherwise, and I didn't do any of it. Oh wow, nothing. Sweet. Yep. I did a shit ton of stuff, but it wasn't productive. But it was. Well, yeah, crazy. that's the thing. I did a lot, but it wasn't productive at all. Nice, nice. As long as it was fun. I yeah. slept for an hour on Saturday. And then I went mm. up, woke up and went to brunch and kept brunching for like Where'd you go to brunch? the entire day. Uh, it's called Grail House. Ooh, and Grail House is very that's good the choice. place where they knew our podcast because the guy yeah. said, hey, Devin, like, good to see you. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's the podcast. Dude, but he's but he also like comes to some of our events and stuff. You've, oh. met, you've met the guy. I know, I, know, I know I've met him. I know I've met him. But wait, he wasn't there this time, right? Because he moved. Oh, and maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Someone oh, else maybe someone else knows. Maybe okay. he's, we have two fans. Two fans wow. that work in the same place. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> That's funny. I'm actually honored that somebody from Grill House likes us because Grill House yeah. is awesome. Yeah, oh, it's, it's good. Th- yeah, their, their breakfast is. A uh, good. Did you have their coffee? It's very, very. Good. I didn't get the pour over, but it's like it's incredible. But I got very good beer mosa, of course. Mm, yeah, cappuccino, cappuccino, cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> Mi amigo. <laughs> Dude, the first time I ate there, I got the, uh, they have the, it's like the, uh, the meat gravy. And oh, like a, a duck, duck gravy. Biscuit and gravy. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got. That's their, like, it's famous sweet, thing. Sweet, duck yeah. butter. The it's dude good. sat it on the table. I took one whiff, and I was like, this is going to be life-changing. Like, it's I told good. that to the server, and he just started laughing at me, but I'm whiff. like, it's so fucking <laughs> that's, good. That's very good. That's sweet, man. Let's talk more about this gravy. Oh, it was like a year ago I had it, but it was pretty good but from what I remember. They also put a, a fucking perfectly fried egg right on top, of yeah. course. Uh, uh, me and me uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Fried, fried bologna crepes is really good. I haven't had that. What'd you say? Good. Their fried bologna crepe. Is yes. Really good. The breakfast burrito was good. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe they could sponsor us. I would sure. fucking love that. <laughs> I don't care what they give just me. Two, just give listen, us anything. You guys they have, have two like, fans that work here. <laughs> they have like a sponsor us now. They yeah. have a and B above the the restaurant. I don't know if you yeah, know that. Yeah, you can like yeah. rent that out. Oh, so you get B and B upstairs, B and G downstairs. Now we're talking biscuits, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Damn, I like that. Damn. Daddy. <laughs> Wait. Are we gonna say that in Chattanooga? We have to. Oh right? yeah. Okay. B and B to B and G. Chattanooga has the best biscuits. The, their biscuits and gravy are pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's not just biscuits and gravy. It's fucking fried. I'm, I'm going to get Baba Duked by this. You're going to get Baba Duked. Yeah. It's, it's good. Devin's but, like but raving about dudes. these biscuits. The biscuit <laughs> I guess we did watch movies for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, me and Blue Star were talking about after watching a movie like this. What do you say it makes you feel like? Yeah, you go yeah, through this the was, stages this was really of. Good. Uh, well, no, no, first, no, no. no the, first, you said it felt like physically what you felt. Yeah, like. yeah. I liked this a lot too. About napping. You said, you said, I feel like oh, I just woke up from. This a nap. feels like so when you take one of those naps, you're really tired. And you're like, you know what? I'm yeah. in the middle of the day. I'm gonna take a break. Slept. Yeah, you haven't slept barely. But you take a nap that's just the wrong amount of time. You yeah. wake up right in the middle of a REM cycle, so you're not yeah. rested and you're not 
asleep, you just have a horrible. You feel like you have a hangover. Yeah, yep. that's yep. what this movie that's just did. That, that was very accurate. Yeah, um, yeah. waking up. Right I feel in, sick. Yeah, it's that's the way I feel. And then we started talking about um, movies sometimes <laughs> take us through the five stages of depression. And <laughs> stages talk, of grief. Of, of grief. Excuse me. Uh, Dabda, I think, is the acronym. So it starts off with depression. <laughs> Think. And then it's realizing no, what it's, you've it's done. Denial, then acceptance. Sorry, denial. First off, uh, it's denial, and you're like, "What's well, denial?" And you're like, "No, fuck this. This can't be real. Like, it's gonna get better." And in reference to the movie, yes. yes. And then it's anger. Oh, we, the A is anger yeah, now. Okay, yeah. I like that. So right. then you're like, "No, this is actually happening. Fuck this." Three and quarters then, of the way, you're like, "Fuck this." The movie. B, the B is bowel movement. The B is. Well, yeah. I wish I could have had a bowel movement so I could at least leave the room. B and it's bargaining, and that's when you're just like, "Please come on!" Like, you're begging the movie to do something. Like, come on. Give me anything. We were we are begging for a shitty twist. Like, oh, give me something <laughs> to hang on here. Something. Didn't I mean, even bother. And, and when we start bargaining and failing, it's just depression. That's it. And finally, I feel like we're starting to move towards acceptance at this point. Are you guys accepting the last movie yet? Uh, I'm, I'm moving to the point where I'm deleting it from my memory. I'm forgetting it. Okay. So my version of this has an F at the end. It's for, uh, just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon, that, that goes into all of your movie watching yeah, experiences. Yeah. It's a common strategy. We should probably mention what this I know, is this, and what uh, movies well, we did. Well, the thing is, it's an April Fool's episode, so I'm just not going to do anything normally. I don't care. <laughs> that's oh, the we, joke. we just decided right now it's yeah, an April Fool's episode? Yeah, exactly. okay, right. He didn't my, even ask me how I'm doing. That's I'm my fucking excuse. Oh, how you, you we at least have to talk about Patreon. We need to get that money. Okay, this is our Patreon episode because we do have a Patreon I actually care about because you give us money. So it's <laughs> patreon.com slash horrible podcast. Uh, and you guys subscribe to it for a cheap amount. And you get some movies on a, on a queue. Right, you can pick movies for us. We are, we're going to talk about three listener submitted movies. And the the ones today are going to be from from the high run and dark. What is it fucking called? Uh, <laughs> Until dark. Lost after dark. Lost, Lost after, after dark. dark. And then we, we're also going to talk um, about one called The New Kids and then Green Room, of course. Uh, which is one I Jeremy Saunier, which we all love, or whom we all love. Um, almost spoiler, did True Detective. But good. Ah, oh, he did. He, he did, did the first two, two episodes. I know, but I wanted the whole I, deal. I agree. But anyway, patreon.com slash horrible podcast. Uh, we have an email on the same thing, a horrible podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, horrible cast, whatever. That's all good. Is there anything else you want to add about this, about Patreon or anything? Uh, thank you. Thank you. But not thank you to whoever just sent us from the dark. Oh, uh, uh, one thing we should just keep mentioning is that um, in about uh, two weeks from now, is it? Uh, we're going to be in Chattanooga, Chattanooga for the Chattanooga Film Fest. April 11th. Uh, if you don't know what that is, I highly recommend looking it up. They've just released the schedule. Uh, what you guys should do, everybody out there, what you should do is uh, look through the list of films that they're going to be showing and let us know. Please let us know if there's a certain one that you know about or that you want us to check out. Like, yeah, we, we want to... You can't watch them all, obviously. It's not yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. It's not but happen. we want it. We want to try to cover what you all want to hear about the most. And if you want to discuss that, Discord's a great spot. Discord, I mean, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, Hor Horriblepodcast.com. Um, just there's a Discord link in there. Even if you, if you want to, if you don't know the movies, you can do your due diligence. If you're just interested at just researching them and being like, this one yeah. looks cool. You should yeah. check this out. We'll probably. Because Other, otherwise, what's going to happen is uh, we're going to pick them based on stupid things, yeah. and you know, I mean, it'll still turn out great. Hasn't failed, but, uh, this, hasn't failed like based off like when Blucher has diarrhea after the biscuits, <laughs> and like, well, he's going to need an hour. <laughs> this guy's but, just assuming my bowel movements uh, right now. Like, too, too related to. to, to I don't pay. want these biscuits anymore. <laughs> I'm terrified now. <laughs> uh, to relate it to Patreon just a little bit, uh, the reason we're going is because of you guys. So thank you all yes. so much for uh, supporting us over all this time. Yeah. Um, you know, this is kind of like what we originally talked about when we started our Patreon. We were like, wouldn't it be so cool if we could make enough money to like pay for an Airbnb somewhere and go to like a film festival? So 
that is what we're doing. So, so we're achieving our goals here. So mm. thank you. Mm-mm-mm. It's the first goal I've ever achieved in my entire life. <laughs> How does it feel? Um, about it feels normal. I still feel like a failure. As unfulfilling as everything <laughs> yeah. else in your life? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Right, yeah, same. unfulfilling, I'm still somewhere in between bargaining and, and, and depression. Um, I mean, speaking of filling, I wish I had a biscuit right uh, now with some nice chicken filling. Let's talk about this I wonder movie. if anyone can tell that we're, like, putting this off. From the Dark is a movie we're going to talk about. And That's not what it's called. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's called Until Dark. No. Into the Dark. Into the Until Dawn. Out of the, the Dark. Lost in the Dark. Who Are gave, you afraid? Who, who gave us? Who gave us this? Are and, you afraid of the dark? And why? <laughs> All right. So, Lost After Dark was submitted by Chris Mike, um, and this this is a bit long, but this this is it's uh, important. This it is a pretty cool setup for this. Yeah. Uh, Chris Mike says this is round two of the taste off between Chris Mike and Pablo since round one was a tie with No One Lives. Uh, if you've listened to that episode, a lot of fun. We kind of had to decide uh, for them. Uh, we settled what, a feud. What, yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. It's a feud between them. They were trying to figure out like. Is this movie terrible or or good? Uh, so we got another one of those, and we were divided on it. So they don't they don't. Yeah, know. it actually wasn't helpful at all. This is going to be helpful, I promise. About a year ago, I watched this movie in Pablo's basement after an evening of throwing back beers. Pablo called it a night, so I figured I'd put on this movie and slip into a deep slumber, maybe thirty minutes in. But the more the movie went on, and the more the more my hatred for it grew, and I was actually becoming angry. I was alone on his couch, kind of in disbelief. And I was wide awake by the time it finished because I was so pissed off about what I just watched. It actually sobered me up, and I grabbed my jacket and drove home at 3 a.m. I told Pablo to watch it the next day so we can talk about how terrible it was. Then he texted me a couple days later and said, So I don't mind it, and I flipped out. <laughs> I said this movie's dog shit. Pablo says it's okay. Settle this, spooky well, boy. First off, I just <clears throat> want to say, Devin, just to cut you off, this is really no, important. Please, I just please. Say, Come on, Daddy. Um, I think this is a very important genre that isn't explored enough, but sobering. There, you need to be able to put certain movies on and immediately lose any kind of uh, intoxication <laughs> you have or any sense of well, the thing is, <laughs> any sense of enjoyment. I think it has Greenery. more of a reversing effect. If, yeah. you're, if you're sober, you're going to feel drunk or hungover afterwards. If you're drunk or hungover, you're just going to sober up. Yeah, but two hangovers make us sobering, right? Yeah. Okay, so... I was stone sober when I watched this, and I feel hungover now. Yeah. So, so rewatch it. If you're like Mike, it. and you're coming down from a drunk, this will sober you this right will sober up. Sober you up. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, this is a genre that good. needs to get explored. First off, honestly, I'm not gonna. I, I don't. Somebody's got to introduce the difference it between. I will. I will introduce it, but the difference between like really shitty and like who cares? Okay, like it's not that big a deal. So as far as that goes, whatever. But this movie is just. It's it's a it's um. <laughs> this is my synopsis. It's a shitty. It's a shitty homage to 80s horror. I mean, God bless you filmmakers out there, indie, low-budget filmmakers that are wanting to do shout-outs to the genre that we love, and specifically, generally, it's going to be 70s, 80s throwbacks. But, man, they're bad. It's like, you just stop trying to do them. <laughs> um, it, it, putting on a fucking an Adobe uh, Premiere 80s filter over a movie does not make an homage. It, it, it's just, oh, well, it's not even over the movie. It's just every, like, 20 minutes. In this so. case, every 20 minutes, they have a stupid cigarette burn or a weird thing where it looks like the film... Most of it's right in the middle. Day. Just like, but it's just, anyway. That's my synopsis. No, my synopsis is it's, it's an homage uh, about uh, a, a family of killers. I think the Jode family is what they're called. Mm-hmm. They say it's a family, but it's just yeah. Yeah. it's just guy. a beard guy. But then, but then I mean, the rest of the family, I don't know, something happened to them, and um, so this, so that a bunch of kids decided to ditch their school dance, and they take a, so they hijack a school bus, they hotwire it, and they're gonna go on this trip. Mm-hmm. Breaks down in the middle of the fucking woods, and they have to find this house, you know, find something. They find a house that apparently is. Joe, the Jode family house, mm-hmm. and there's one Jode left, one Chode left. Singular Jode. Around, a singular, tiny, tiny, fat Jode who's going to come around. 
and you know, pick these kids off in a in a in a really low budget, shitty '80s homage fashion. Right. Fa- so that's fashion. the thing is that, that that setup is like so common, right? There's sure. No, there's nothing inherently wrong with it, no, and no. just following you know a bunch of teens through the woods. I mean, that can be fun. We've seen it done before, where yeah. you 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 know you meet these characters and they're interesting and well, they're funny and they've got quirks. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I really want to see where they go. Oh my god, they're dying. I'm so affected, but the kills are cool. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with that setup, which is why. You know, when people try to redo this, you, I mean, you're already kind of off on the right form. I, I think, I think one problem is that, like, you know, the insistence, the insistence on like not only doing like a send up to 80s horror films, but also making it take place in the 80s. I think right. is completely unnecessary, and it and it just ends up adding this like an extra level of challenge for it, you. Exactly, and I mean, that was one of the first things that we started kind kind of like to latch onto was like, okay, this is very clearly like. <laughs> they they very half-assed the whole like this takes place in the 80s things like well, we, I mean, we they, are, yeah they probably just couldn't afford it right like they put this huge sure. challenge on themselves sure. like let me find all this which is why period I'm like, correct shit guess what you can just set it in the modern day but right. give it that well, that slasher your next is a low budget horror movie that has an is an homage to 80s horror movies but it's right. not set in the 80s it's and just, so that, like immediately they're like well i don't have to source 80s clothes yeah I don't exactly have to do 80s props I, well i i almost think it it is definitely unfair to compare this to like something like your sure. next it, it is sure. on a different echelon from this film which I think you know but there are there are things that we've watched that are but I mean your next is a low budget horror indie horror movie it's still that, higher that, budget is it than it's, well that got theatrical release and it, ha- it did well, have money it, it behind it it was in production hell for forever and ever and ever for years I think it came out in the- I, I would much rather talk about your next yeah and anyway. so, like comparing this to your next is a fucking tragedy for your. Next. I mean, you set yourself up for that when you I, yeah. when you try to do an homage movie about to eighties movies because not only are you going to be compared to the eighties movies sure. that you're you know throwing back, Fair you're enough. also going to get compared to throwback throwback so, movies. So that's kind of the immediate problem is that the movie, the movie looks kind of weird and it, like it looks cheap, which is fine, but they immediately say we're in the nineteen eighties and we're like, oh god, I, I thought it was going to well, be. It's, a, it starts out in like the fifties or sixties, and actually, I thought the. Uh, it, it was very like Texas Chainsaw looking, right? And I, I, th- I actually yeah. thought the uh, the the film effects looked way better in that opening sequence to the point that they should have just kept that going. It was probably time. shorter; they could put more energy into that. <laughs> that sequence. might that might be it. So basically, like we flash forward to the mid '80s, and we're thinking, okay, I, I thought it was going to be a like a quick jump. We're going to see a group of teens so get too. slaughtered. Yeah. We're going to go to the 2000s, and like this family's been killing for 60 years. That's cool, right? Sure. But no, we just we go to the '80s, you know, for whatever reason. And we're, we have like a really awkward conversation with the daughter and her dad where she's like hiding underwear in a suitcase so her dad doesn't see her underwear. It was, it was weird. It was odd to me that they were like acting like she didn't want her dad to know she was going to be staying somewhere. But she didn't hide the suitcase. She just hid like a couple right. items. And, and he's like, why are you packing a suitcase? You're only going to be gone for one night because I guess it was the fir- her first sleepover, even though she's in high school. But regardless of where she's going, why would she... Uh, it's her first sleepover. She she's in high school, quote unquote. And she looks like she's twenty seven. Yeah, well, that's how it goes. I mean, usually yeah, these movies whatever. have actors that are like in their twenties. But, th- anyways, the the problem is all these things could sort of be set aside if this movie either a did anything like new or interesting at all, or sure. b wasn't interminably boring, because our characters are completely like. You know, we we have like the stereotypical characters, you know, they all fit their little roles, but they also are not really likable. They don't really have any sort of character traits about them at all. Like, I think the reason a lot of, you know, movies can get away with kind of like building their character base before they kill them is that they're in some way enjoyable to watch, whether we are interesting. Yeah. So basically, like they, they hijack the bus and we've got like 
the token fat kid that's sweet, but of course he's never going to get laid with this group. And then you've got like the jock who's just an interminable douchebag. And you've got like the stoner kid and, and like they get on this bus and they're driving on the street. And I, I don't, I guess I looked away. I don't know how, but the bus just stopped and they got stranded yeah, in the middle of they fucking ran nowhere. Out of gas. They ran out of gas. Okay. So then they, well, they know, stole a school bus. We should say, I thought I, I said, said that, that. Oh, hijacked. Yeah, okay, okay, I, th- okay, I thought okay, I said that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, there's one thread that they set up that they never like they bring back in the last seconds of the movie but uh the the principal or the security guard one the guy that plays uh the t t1000 and terminators in this fucking movie and he's terrible yeah he's really Um, bad in this. but he's just just an absolute hard ass and he he tells you four times a sentence that he was in the nom in the war and uh he sees them leave on the bus right so he's gonna chase after them but he basically disappears for the entire movie um, until the last moments and you think that you think he's going to save them or he's going to come by and you know he's going to get the kids in trouble or anything but no he just he just disappears so basically we're stuck with these teens who have nothing interesting to do or, or say and we're, we, we pretty much follow them for 40 minutes of this movie like stumble around the forest and then they find the house and they stumble around the house for a little bit and like at some point someone says you remember how there was that killer guy at the beginning I'm like Oh yeah, I freaking I forgot how there was a yeah. killer. How they die and like oh they fell into a bear. Well, that's, trap. This, that's this movie in a nutshell. It's like oh remember this character. Oh remember it's just <laughs> everything. It's just you forget about it. So this um, just like a, hopefully this movie. This this feels like a like a two thousand seven. You know. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's crazy to me. This is made in twenty fifteen. So many so many budget, low budget movies just feel like they're ten years dated already. Like it's and, just and to, to a degree, Poor you know, bastards. you can you can understand that. But like, like, like Satan's Little Helper, for example, like I cannot believe that movie came out <laughs> in my lifetime. <laughs> also, I saw that on, on one of my one of these guys walls that I like that I respect he's like an art a local artist who loves horror movies and it, it was one of his top five movies of that year whoa and I was like this can't be real I but I think I think the reason why a lot of people like stuff like that is probably ironically I mean no, I, not this guy this fucking guy I think it's like legit good because I remember like because I was reading about it and, and he, he's not he doesn't like he's not that kind of whatever I, I'm getting off on a tangent I'm just angry there's just really I'm, not much to talk about I'm hungover I mean I'm, in, I'm still in the D, the A stage of, of this I, I do I do want to point out something that like the minute for me um, that was really just like I the, the last straw there's a there's a scene in the, in the film where um, a character is about to be killed and then they do the thing uh, where the, the the film reel burns up and it said, and like a black screen comes up and it says real missing. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, you didn't earn this. That was just confusing. That was bad. And, you know, this has been done so many times before, like as a joke, like, uh, you know, I, the, the earliest one I can think of just off the top of my head would be like Grindhouse or uh, Planet Terror. Sure. You know, like, it, but those movies committed to that. This is just kind of like out of nowhere. They just do that. And it feels whether or not you know, this is true. The way that it feels is like they just didn't feel like shooting that or they lost or they sure. like genuinely like didn't have enough footage there. So they just so to make it even worse, uh, we, we were talking about how boring the movie was. There's about 40 minutes in the middle where nothing Oof. nothing's going on. Wow. This is the exact moment where things are ramping up. Our, our you know, our big chubby character gets slaughtered and he's like hung up on a, a barn uh, one of our like one of our main characters gets immediately killed and like all the teens are right there right this is like the slaughtering that you've been waiting for right this is what the movie is like literally this is what the elevator pitch for the movie would be if you ever talk to the director they'd probably be like there's a crazy ending and like you know this is where the tension is supposed to be ramping up and then right as that's about to happen the screen just goes white and it says film real missing 
And I'm like, okay, that's fucking stupid. Maybe they'll use this to some effect, right? Maybe there'll be like a missing element there where they can have a twist, or uh, or like in this Grindhouse. Was, this was so funny right. because the whole time Brandon kept saying, "Oh, I bet this is gonna happen." Oh, I bet. The, and then every single time it was just, "Nope, nothing happens." April it's fun, just bitch. regular. I was literally gra- grasping at straws to keep myself engaged. I was making weird theories, and and you know, a movie like Grindhouse, I I, I don't remember the the film real cut, but it was probably to some interesting effect. It put two scenes together that was cool. Was it, like, it was novel or, at the time. Or, 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 or interesting. In like a, a completely entire like twenty seconds of an entirely different movie in between or something like that. Anything interesting? We we we've seen them, we've seen movies do stuff like that, yeah. and that is you know early two thousands. And I was thinking so hard like what what are they doing here to, to use that right? And you realize it's there's no point at all. It's just to be like hey this is cute this is eighties remember this is still the eighties. I mean to my you know to my dismay it didn't make the movie any shorter I still had to keep <laughs> watching it and it played out like as if nothing had happened and I wish the TV and the film just actually stopped working at that point oh, that would be great be like, that's oh. my TV I don't want it to stop working okay the TV's fine the okay. movie yeah, the I remember movie at one point Devin tried to to pause the movie to see how much time was left and <laughs> he, he just started the wrong remote he started p- he just, just pushing like, random yeah, buttons on the sound bar just deliriously <laughs> picking up any <laughs> remote and just tell, trying to stop whatever tell was happening me time he's just like boop, 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 boop. and uh nothing happened nothing so for the taste off what do you guys think like what what what's the verdict? Like? I don't I don't know why like why why can we not call Pablo... it taste off because that makes me think of food and I would much I'm just like fantasizing. I didn't call it that, like... but that's what they've decided. Well, here's a, again I, I want to say I want to repeat myself that like I don't th- I don't care about the difference between the, hating this movie and being like whatever with it. I mean I do think this is way more closer to being complete dog shit than okay for sure. Sure, but I also just don't care. It's about in the, it. it's it's just in the well, middle I mean, of the that, that, and that's, stupid. That's still a relevant position to hold because <laughs> the fact is Chris Mike adamantly hates this and is angry about it. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm closer to that than I am to, that, to saying like who cares. I, about I haven't this movie. seen Devin this fired up in a while. So I'm not I think fired I think you're closer up. to hate. I'm just I'm just depleted, I guess. But that could be a number of things. But these watching these movies doesn't help that, and it, and it, it just it's just boring and bothers me. You're probably still riding high off that vampire kid you're trying to teach oh, Jesus, <laughs> all kinds of fucking adrenaline going today. But um, I also told you guys that I've just I've had a pretty chill week otherwise because I school's winding down, and so I've been I've been able to rewatch movies like Sicario. I watched this new movie Triple Frontier on Netflix. I rewatched Suspiria. I rewatched Appaloosa. So I I got to sit sit down or lay in my bed and just watch great movies a lot throughout this week. Isn't it amazing how that feels? And then when I you watch a great movie, taken back to reality every time I fucking do this podcast. And this I this is like this is, this is what happened um, when I watched First Reformed and I was like broken. Yeah, for, for a week. Man, Manton had been talking to me about this movie for weeks, and I finally went over and sat down and watched with him, and I was so affected by it. I was like thinking about it, and you I see was like, like the, that feeling you get when you watch a movie that actually affects you and actually is good, and it's just like, or you see something like us, and everyone's talking about you, like you're interested, right? There's sure, something to works, think about. That works too. And then you watch stuff like this, and you're you're reminded that oh, there's literally millions of movies out there that are lost to time for a reason. Like yeah, of course, especially in this genre. Like, so th- like this, my ver- this is never going to be the cult hit of like 2031. No. You know, like uh, well, I don't know. It's well, not. I, I we'll tell see. You that right I now. don't want to see that. The, 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 the horrible <laughs> podcast too. Like our our you know our our forefathers or whoever comes after us. They're gonna <laughs> my, be my dog. They're gonna uh, be dragging through the early and mid 2000s looking for the 80s gyms that we're looking that's for. That's true. And they're gonna find this piece of shit. They won't find. No, they won't. 
they'll find this. They'll find shit like you are next and stuff like that. God, yeah. So, like, Devin, for me, I was, last night I was watching uh, uh, Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or whatever the fuck yeah, it's inter, called. Yeah, inter, inter, Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Is that what it was? Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah. And the movie is awesome. I just kept... It's amazing. I was seeing it for the They're second time, just almost crying and getting so affected. I'm like, man, I love movies. I love movies. Oh, like, I, I was... T- it's like a little drug. I that's, tra- that's why I felt when I saw the, the John Wick 3 trailer. I was just like, oh, I love yeah. movies. God. <laughs> I like it's been so long it, since it I've seen so good. it, dude. It's been so long since I genuinely like freaked out watching a trailer. We, I we all saw that them. trailer like together. We were all like looking at each other like what? I was looking at you guys like when the when the, they pulled out the katanas on the bikes. I was like tight, right? Tight. Oh yeah. yeah we're, oh yeah. You I guys still haven't seen the... John Wick too. We should watch it. It's all right. It's pretty good. It's, I mean, it's good. It's. I don't think it's as good as the first one. I mean, it's a. It's well, a. Well, honestly, film. we'll probably do a John Wick fucking episode when the third one comes yeah, out. Yeah, we should That's do that. Oh yeah, dude. Throw horror to the. Can we call it the Wickening? The, the Wickening. wickening? I, don't, I don't know why I, I would say how about, that. How about the Wicker Men? <laughs> our Discord's <laughs> a little dirty. Our Discord's already called the Wick Dicks, so we could do something along those Perfect. lines. Yeah, I forgot about that. All right. Oh, okay. We're talking. You about You guys remember movie. that other movie we were supposed to talk about? Well, no. No. April Fools. We're gonna stop talking about it now. Uh, I'm done with that. And it, again, I, I don't want to act like I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm being facetious when I'm talking about being very angry about this and the and the, the grief thing. But it is just. It, it wears on me. It's not this movie particularly. Particularly, it just wears on me to watch so many bad movies so often. At least. On average, one on a weekly basis, and it's just like, ugh, they all blur together. They're I all can stupid. handle one. It's when you get to two or three that it's. Right. I'm not complaining. This week was no, no, no. This, week, actually, is not, yeah, this yeah. week is not that bad. Um, so this one was definitely the stinker of it. I yeah. I don't have to waste much time on it. As far as that little challenge goes, yeah, it's definitely really, really shitty. Um, to to to, to not care about it or to think like that movie's okay. I very much disagree, but I don't blame you. If you think this movie is actually pretty good, then I think I don't. Then I just don't get that. I really, really don't get that. But um, I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it. Bluster. Yeah, I mean, you know the drill here. It's bad. Um, the <laughs> the problem with this movie is, is that it's it's mildly competent. Like it, sure, it it does. Yeah, it yeah, does the movie yeah. aspect of of the whole horror movie. Like fair enough. I mean it. You can tell what's going on. You're, you're never going to get any characters. so bad it's good out of this. Right. It, it, this is the problem, and this is what Matt always says. This is kind of the worst area to be in, is that it's it's so in the middle. It's just competent enough to where you can follow it, and it's you know you know what's happening, but it's not interesting. It doesn't excel or bring anything new to the table. That doesn't even try. It doesn't even try to do or introduce anything new or novel or interesting. And it's also not so bad that there's there's you know there's like those rough edges that are you can yeah. like latch onto and remember right. There's literally nothing about this. Like somebody made this just to make a movie. They didn't actually like have a, any kind of like real vision or or yeah. any any idea at all. Like I'm gonna just make a horror movie that was it's made. Someone who likes horror movies a million times make a before. Horror movie. Um. So yeah, I, I think this movie is really 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 stinky, and it was an absolute. This is like this is textbook time deleter right here. Absolutely like. I'm never going to get that time back in my life and I'm a little sad about it and I feel like when I was walking on the stairs this is one of those movies where you leave the viewing and you're like oh like you feel a little sick like it's kind of like when you leave a buffet but you don't have like the positive memory of eating all the tasty food you just have the sick feeling so this is a stinker 
It's really that's a that's a terrible analogy because like, like while you're it. at the buffet, it feels good. You enjoy it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Specifically, you didn't have the enjoyment of eating the food. You just have the sick feeling after leaving. Yeah. So it's, and then it's the a, horrible it's a, shit it's you're a, gonna it's take. It's a later. buffet of bad food. This is a shit. This is a filth buffet. You're at the Golden Corral. It's, or, or, oh, or if you're just yeah. starving and that's all this you have. This is a three dollar buffet right here. Like I, I was starving once and I went to the all you can eat but pizza buffet CC. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I went with you that time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And like as I was eating, I was like, this is pretty gross pizza. And then when I left, I got sick so that's that's the base that, that's their tagline cc's i'm eating pretty shitty pizza you know, and i feel more like cc's you'll be full cc's you'll be full wow um, uh, yeah so yeah it's it's a really boring middling movie that like blooster said it's not really um it, it, it it's worse that it's competent you know it's like at least when you watch something that's utterly incompetent you might have some level of enjoyment out of it um but this is just a horror movie and uh it's it's just whatever so I, it's gonna be a stinker and i guess that that settles the dispute at three stinkers I I mean, you're wrong <laughs> i i mean i don't even know Paul, is Paul wrong? I mean, if I don't know, well, if, he, if he was saying, like, I it was know. fine, I would be like, I, I couldn't be mad. If, we, if we're being really fine. black that's and white fine. here, Mike says it's bad, and Paul was on the other end of that. Whatever yeah. that means. So if he, so Paul if, is wrong. If Paul is giving it a gem, and Chris Mike is yes, giving a stinker, we agree with way, way, way agree with the Chris stinker. Mike. The yeah. stinker. Yeah, we're gonna go with the stinker. But yeah, good job, Chris. Good uh, pick. Not to be a broken record. If if Chris thinks it's really, really bad, and Paul says it's fine, then whatever. That's cool of me. Whatever. Um. Yeah, uh, but that's definitely a stinker. Three we, stinkers. We, we need an, something more divisive next time, guys. We'll do an honorary fourth stinker for Dylan. Dylan's ass. I guarantee you, Dylan you know Dylan's it. not giving I, I assure fucking you. Gym. I think that would have gotten a Dylan scream. Yeah. I think he might have screamed. Scream. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's how I know this movie's bad. Devin that, just laughed at that. That was really funny because he because he does have that like patented Dylan like groan. Devin, Dylan, I we, wish we need, we need to capture that. At I some wish point you could have been here last week. There were so many times where Dylan looked at me so genuine, and he'd be like, "Oh my God, Brandon, you actually said something that was funny." That's and like he was good. so earnest about it. I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" The Dillahelm scream. Ladies and gentlemen, you right. heard it right here. Blutzer, Blutzer, got TM. it. Uh, let's talk about a movie. We're we're only going up from here because we're going to talk yep. about one that's uh, pretty whatever. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> ah, fuck, it, I'm going to spoil it. I'm gonna, I think it's all right. All right, fuck it. And this movie's called The New Kids. I never heard of it. This one. This is the April Fool's episode where we give the review before I, I we talk gonna about it. I'm going to oh, give God. this a light gym probably. Let's fucking go. <laughs> this one is. Uh, this, is uh, this is the Who Gives a Shit episode. I'm, I'm about to get out of town. We're about to go to Chattanooga. Oh, I'm God. Fucking, I can't wait. I'm if, counting down the days. Just just as a side funny, like side fact. A uh, side funny. Side oh, funny. Let me give you guys a side funny real quick. What, what stage of, of grief is this? This is the fucking oh, stupid phase. Yeah, no, this yeah, is where you get This is the hangover. But no, but no like. This weekend, I met up with some random people from Reddit, and uh, I brought up that I was on a podcast, and so they were asking me what, the, what it was called. God. And so I'm just imagining... you give like a business you. card? No, I literally don't have any on me. I, like, I got some. You should give me some. Uh, but I, I, was, I'm literally, I was literally thinking, man, you know, if they ask what episode to listen to, what would I recommend? So I just imagine them coming to this one as the very first episode, and it's just a piece of shit. Oh, you say that, but like, I feel this, like... This is the kind of episode that people will like. This I, is what the people you, want. Our actual listeners will, this up. but just like me, and when I try to um, discover podcasts... If I jump into one like this, I'm annoyed if it's the first one I listen to. Yeah. But if it's, I like to, as a new listener, but if I'm listening to a podcast forever and ever, like like Comedy Bang Bang, I've listened to for five years, these episodes are great. They're refreshing. They're funny. Yeah. yeah. But so we're, we're funny and refreshing, right? I'm saying new listeners, give us a hundred more episodes and then you'll enjoy this. Exactly. Come, come back exactly. to this. It's like a Stockholm Syndrome. If you listen to every episode, <laughs> eventually you're going to love it. Uh, anyway, Devin, sorry. Uh, I, I don't know what I was. Yeah, Sean Cunningham, actually. That's funny about this. Um, this is 90 Fools, the director of. Friday the 13th and 
big time producer uh, and and major icon in horror. Even though he's not really up there with your Wes Cravens and your John sure. Carpenters, he's, Sean he's Cunningham, a minor. Uh, uh, Steve Miner, in fact, um, that's another guy that's Friday Thirteenth. Cool, nice. That's a good pun. Good stuff. You wouldn't you would appreciate it if I if understood knew, anything about yeah, horror. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this movie. I mean, just to 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 kind of like piggyback off you, but there's a lot of pretty well-known actors and actresses in this yeah, movie. It's this, pretty, honestly, yeah, this that, that is relevant. This comes out yeah. eight, six years after um, Friday the 13th or for seven years or so. So obviously Sean Cunningham made it pretty big with this huge hit. So we got a pretty nicely budgeted movie in The New Kids. Uh, at first I'm like, this is a horror movie and, and then things happen and then you're just like, whoa. Fringe like, horror. Yeah, fringe it has horror. elements for and sure. And it has some craziness into it. But yeah, uh, Blue Star, what's it about and who gave it to Actually, man, who gave it to us first? Uh, Blue Star can talk about it first. I gotta... Alright, th- yeah. this, this was kind of a process. We had some switching of movies. Sure. So, so while Manton's digging up the, the, the history here, um, pretty simple setup. Uh, basically, we have a small, like, very tight-knit military family and they're on the base and the dad and his uh, young son and daughter, uh, they look like they're about their 20s. They're out training, you know, really getting fit and just really, like, a really happy family. Um, that Later that night, the dad is going to accept a commendation because he's like a general or something in the military and he's on TV. Right at that exact moment, the the family gets a call and, they're, and the son overhears it and apparently that the on the way back from that ceremony, his parents were killed in a brutal car accident. Um, so cue their family, uh, basically kind of adopting or taking them in for that summer. Uh, they're like, Hey, just come live with us. I know you lost your parents, but, uh, you know, you can kind of start over and, you know, get out of town and kind of avoid it. So they move to a new town and like the movie suggests, they're the new kids. So they go to school and for whatever reason, immediately, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the dude and his gang, but there's just a gang of the, some fucking hoodlums that I just start pecking. Just you know, real assholes just for no reason. Absolute real pieces of shit. Um, start harassing them. and Yeah, assholes is an understatement. Like over the <laughs> we'll, top. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But uh, while simultaneously bullying them, they also try to hit on the sister. And it's just this brutal cycle of them trying to start up, start life anew and uh, help their uncle. I think it's their uncle. Start their yeah, I think so. Yeah. Start okay. up a little side so attraction. Uh, so this is from Barry. He originally gave us uh, something else that was like very, very obscure. And I, and I couldn't find it. And Sorry, so, Barry. Well, we're, we're going to do it next time. We're, yeah, if you can send us a copy of it. We're, 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 we're working it out. So, um, Barry instead switched it to this. Uh, Barry says, The New Kids is a fringe horror movie I taped on VHS when I was a kid and watched it numerous times over a few months as I found it very intense at the time. I don't blame you. I haven't watched it in over 30 years, so it's going to be very dated and, of course, probably more humorous than effective. The timing is good with the college scandal. I'm not sure of the main actress's name, that she, but she's from Full House and taking most of the heat in the press. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, because she's one of yeah. the one of the moms that paid for, uh, paid for her her daughter or son to yeah, go to, to be a, accepted oh, to I heard university. Yeah. yeah. Why would they start harping on that now? I feel like that's been going. Well, on for no, it, many it, years. it kind of just like came just, out as like a, yeah. Anyways, uh, Tom Atkins has two kids in this movie, so technically his character fucks twice. Thus extending Was there any doubt? I mean, yeah, uh, Atkins Bucks. Boning streak. <laughs> he, he did say boning streak in the 80s. Uh, so anyway, I'd really like to hear what you guys think about the theme park, the montage, the clothing, music, and as well as if you guys think Tom Atkins owed someone a favor. By the way, thanks so much for the work you guys put in each week. I really appreciate it. I always look forward to hearing your show each week. Thanks well, thank again, you, Barry. Well, every first off, thank you. And everything that you mentioned, I like. The montage, I love. Oh, absolutely, the fucking, yeah. The, the music, this movie just oozes 80s, 80s from the first minute. So to go, to go from Lost After Dark to this, it's like... I, why, I was, why even try? Well, okay, well, I want to point out that when I was first coming in here, I wasn't sure why I was, I was kind of on the fence about, about what I was going to give this movie, but it, it always does 
help if, if that's a word you, you want to use contrast. yeah you get a contrast when you see a movie like like lost yeah. whatever yeah. so now i'm sitting there like i really appreciated having just watched I, I certainly don't regret having watched it and i, and I kind of sure. appreciate having just watched uh the new kids well i think the movie starts out on kind of a good foot like like i said it's very uplifting very positive it's yeah. very 80s it's got like the great music it and the outfits good. are great it's beautiful it's, it's, it's a beautiful watchable. looking movie yeah and the fact that everyone is so positive, you you almost know yeah. that something tragic is going to happen sure. because it's just so damn happy. It doesn't and seem like a horror movie at all. Um, I'll kind of disagree. I think that in content, it's a little weird, but yeah. there's there's some like super obvious horror cues and like okay. the music and stuff. Like whenever someone's like oh, whenever the yeah. whenever the sisters getting hit on or like yeah, someone yeah. appears off the screen, there's like a like a horror cue yeah. sound. I, I don't know. Like it had the the tone of a horror movie, but like the content was really weird. I feel like. The director forced this to be a horror movie. Well, yeah, it, it, to me, in a it, weird kind of it, way, it feels like this isn't necessarily an insult, but like a low rent, like Footloose or something sure. like that, or, or uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, and I say low rent because those are like classics of eighties, and, and it sure. just feels like a teen romp for the for the beginning of the movie for a good majority. And this actually might be the one of the major things I, I don't like about this movie is sure. I just don't care a lot about what's happening. There's no stakes or the stakes don't matter to me at this in the first 40, it, it, 40 50 it's like minutes. It's the most stretched out concept ever yeah. because there's no real reason these bullies don't yeah. like them. And I I'm mean, like, I don't care. What's they funny don't is like they could have taken another 10 minutes and, and set it, it up. Another, another reason the stakes are so weird in this is Everybody can identify, uh, most people can identify with being bullied at some point in their life, some example. Sure. And you, mm-hmm. usually what you're doing is you're, you're identifying with the people being bullied because you're like, you're helpless, you're, you're vulnerable. And this, anytime I feel like this kid gets bullied, he goes and he beats everybody's asses. Like, yeah, he kind, he kind of He's kind of a badass. Ass. Yeah, he kind of uh, is. There's no point where I He doesn't I feel, really need help. I've never felt vulnerable for that character, yeah. ever. I, he I kicked guess, all the boys' asses in front of an t- entire crowd. He, he does. Chick. But one, one counterpoint there's, there's to one scene where one scene in the bathroom right no the, the, no i was gonna say the scene with uh james spader where he goes yes, in and james spader's yes. in his underwear and it's like he, i mean it's highly sexual but he's like yeah. grabbing him and like tying him up and like you know he, literally, him he like, literally gags him and brings a knife to his house because the bully scratched his card that's not no, normal bullying like interaction well, this has been like a series of events it's all escalating the thing is over the top so to i guess to the movie's credit there's the stakes are low but and the main characters don't see this, but all of our bad dudes are doing absolute insane rowdy shit. They're training yeah. fighting dogs. They're shooting guns. All of them have guns at all times. <laughs> they all have fucking knives. They do hard drugs and sell drugs. Like even clearly, the cops are just like, well, hmm, they don't fuck with them. Right? Nothing I can do. So clearly they're badasses. But for whatever reason, I guess they're just like, listen, we don't want to murder this dude just yet. We just want to fucking assault, you know, attack his sister and just beat his ass up. So uh, I, uh, I guess we as the audience know that they're kind of bad dudes. So right when this movie started, within the first seconds of this film starting, oh. um, the, and me, the first thing you see is the camera pan to this watch. I wrote down what Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins is is sleeping in bed, and he had, they just do this huge just pan shot of his arm with the wrist with his wrist. And I was fucking losing. Yeah. It. So uh, as soon as they did that, Brandon goes, "What? Oh my god." Can I see it again? It looks so good. I can't, believe, I can't believe he's wearing that watch. It's so rare. And then he said, this is watch porn at its best. It was great. It was high quality and everything. No, this yeah, is he, watching he was porn at its best. What he oh, God, I wish it was watching porn. So no, F- like funny though, because like this movie has, it, it is so horny for like every character. Like there's so much uh, scenes of like, Naked dudes, naked chicks. It's yeah. like you know, and they're all pretty good looking. I'm not gonna lie, James Spader, dude, looks pretty everybody, good. everybody in this movie, like, uh, and that, that's the other thing too, the clothing. Like, 
this is some grade A, like beautiful, like yeah. uh, every single human wearing the most pastel eighties shirt oh, you've ever getting, seen. I was getting a little hot and heavy for this Karen, is, the, the the chief's daughter. She's oh a, yeah, she's oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. We were we were talking about that. She has but, a uh, really cool style too. She always yeah, wear like yes, loose yeah. knit yeah. shit. But this is the thing, like this is like to me, this is what what I wish people would talk about or think about more when they think about eighties clothing. Because this is you what our previous think about, movie was trying to exactly, ape on and failed. Like, like like everyone's like, oh well, like let's bring out the most insane yeah. shit. Like th- this is the fun shit to so, see. So yeah, the last movie is like, hey, we're we're a bunch of college girlfriends. We're gonna go to this. They 80s all have party side ponytails yeah. because it's the no. We're gonna have Walkmans. Yeah, this movie yeah. is like this is what people actually wore because it is the eighties. It's eighty six. Yeah. So yeah. It's it, looks, it looked cool, man. But, and, yeah. I, and I think like um, I mean. Again, one of my things, like the movie started out, and immediately I was already in love with these, this watch, and it's featured prominently. Yeah, the, so, like the musical credit sequence where yeah. they're all working out together. Yeah, There's yeah. just really, so yes. many great Cute. little '80s moments that yeah, just yeah. It gave me a lot of goodwill. So I, I'm actually kind of with Dev. Sure. I started to get kind of bored yes. in the middle, but I didn't really care. I didn't like, lose. I didn't yeah. completely lose it because again, yeah, just the bright lighting, the the beautiful '80s, the and beautiful I, and people, I had, the beautiful clothing, the music. I was like, I can still watch it, this as a movie. It was good to look at. Yeah, and like I had this feeling deep down, like something cool is gonna happen. Like like yeah. I, I trusted them. It's gonna well, something's cool gonna is happen. Not the right word. <laughs> no, this movie's actually brutal. So like, it's one, fucking ridiculous. One yeah. thing that we haven't talked much about is you know, of course, is the ending. We're trying to spoil it, but. Shit escalates to a level that is absolutely impossible to predict, right? Like, yeah. we've gotten in some high school brawls. Oh, that's funny. You know, you know, they hit on the girl, and she's yeah. like, "No, no, I don't want to date you." And you're like, "Oh, that's funny." High school antics. Shit gets fucking dark it's, as hell. They're like murdering it's animals like, and shit. Legitimately, like that Anchorman scene that everybody quotes all the time. Like, well, that really escalated. Like that happens in this movie. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's almost like I was freaking out. I'm like, whoa. Maybe maybe <laughs> Tom Savini owed fucking Sean Cunningham a favor, and he was like, hey, can we use your effects? But in this don't movie? credit me. Yeah. And he's just like, wait, how are we gonna use my gore effects in this movie? And he's like, just figure something out, motherfucker. There's basically uh, the bat. The last like third or quarter of the movie just blood is bat. just a giant action sequence, and it's it takes place in uh, the uncle that for some yeah, reason he yeah. owns a gas station and he's he's like borrowing funds from kids gas to try station and, or carnival no it's a gas station oh, okay. well he, he pumps gas at the front uh, okay. the front exactly of but and he's like trying a, to fund like a carnival yeah, attraction yeah. Right? Right, right right and he's like borrowing money from his literal like nieces right. and nephews anyway so that basically sets the stage for the final action sequence and it's fucking crazy like yeah. it's in, it's insane it's oh, super, it, it, it's super yeah, fun yeah you, you, you I remember at this point I messaged the boys. This was today I just watched this, and and I the only way I could really word it is is this movie's fucking ridiculous. It's and I, ridiculous. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want to put a positive or negative connotation on that because I don't know which it is. But exactly, it, yeah. It's something. It's worth. I mean, I liked. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was interesting. It was something I will remember this, about this, it. Yeah, this is like a, a lost relic. I mean, I had never heard of this. Yeah. I don't think any of us had ever heard no. of this. And like, this movie is so tonally weird yes. but it doesn't completely not work either it no, kind of does work it's fine. but it but it's like definitely such a thing that could only happen in the 80s like this sure. movie could it's not really exist decade. like this right. right now it almost reminds me of how we just recently watched uh, streets of fire yeah which is like this that movie yeah that, that movie was very interesting you can one of the weirdest fucking things i really enjoyed it but it was so fucking weird and it's like man said it's kind of a movie that's like if this came out in the 90s or the 2000s it would be very different it would just sure. not work but this this weirdly works. I I do want to go back and I have to. I'd be remiss to not explain that I was pretty certain this was going to be a full on stinger for a good forty minutes. This movie because I, I I just was like this is cute. I enjoy the music and the montage and the goofy eightiesness to it. But why do I care about any of these characters or what's happening? What are the stakes? Why do they matter? 
until shit got really weird. Like the scene again where the kids like scrape their key their car. And what does he do to, to respond? Does he get boy and back down? No. Ties does he go, him up naked. Does he go and, and fight him? No. He sneaks into his room with a knife and a gag. Yeah. <laughs> ties him up naked and threatens to kill him. The stakes can uh, really quick, man. It's weird. Everything is so extra in this movie. Every little thing that should be normal is so extra. James Spader is really good in this he's, as the, just, the main villain. I think this is like his second movie. I think, I think the acting in general is really good. Well, James good. Spader, yeah, I feel like I agree. for me, is notoriously just kind of a, a, a bizarre nut like kind yeah, of and like yeah. he always he, he has like magneticism to him or he whatever, does that he magnetism does, yeah. to him and I think it's also uh, it helps that he's just du- attractive Dutra or something yeah Dutra, Dutra. Yeah, he, he's a good looking they, they refer to their gang as like the Dutra like cause yeah. he's like their leader yeah I guess and so, like, whenever the cops are talking, well, like, yeah, Dutra. I, I can definitely see where where Devin's coming from and having that feeling, but I think uh, Blutzer and I, uh, it, it might have just been watching it on a Saturday night and it right. being so different than we kind of expected. And, 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 and plus, it beers. helped that we were kind of chatting and just you know, like, sure, yeah. but, it but was a very had, laid had back. A, we had a very good, very good time watching this. I, I, I felt if you're not if you're not sitting at your computer like I was by yourself watching pretty exactly, yeah. 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 If you're having beers and it's on with a friend, I can see. Striking up a conversation during the twenty minutes where nothing really matters. It definitely helped. Um, I mean, one thing. I mean, obviously, that's a you know, it's a discredit that not much happens sure. in the movie. And that but should be a discredit for I, me. I a, ser- a serious discredit is just kind of how dark and mean it gets. Like, oh, really? It do- it does go pretty. Far. I find it interesting. For, for me, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, it but I mean, like, but... they just straight up slaughter animals and shit, and like that yeah. is a little weird for this movie. In yeah. in, a, in a Rob yeah, Zombie yeah. movie, that makes sense, right? <laughs> right. If I'm watching like. It, it, I don't it is know, a fucking slasher. Well, even sure. Wake and Fright, they do that, but it kind well, of makes more sense in that context. Well, well, well Wake and Fright in is context, very, very, very different. It's in grim. And I don't, yeah. I don't even like that scene in Wake and Dark. I don't or, either. Uh, Wake and Fright. I don't, I don't either. I'm just saying in this movie, it's it's weird, and you will not expect it at all. Like it they, they kind of hint at it throughout the movie, and I was hoping they wouldn't do it. But for me, it was just a little, little icky. If you're making a movie which you so so could about the really deep darkest parts of bullying, you could do it because it's a really fucked right, up. But that is not this movie. This movie is not what this movie is doing. It's a very wholesome like family drama. Yeah, like, it, it, it's, teen it's drama. whiplash. Like you're constantly going yeah. from like Full some of the most wholesome like cute scenes yeah. to like some fucked up just speak, stuff. Speaking just, of Full just think House. about the beginning where they're yeah. just like jogging and like having yeah. a great time exercising, and you're like, I oh, mean, this e- is cute. even even the very beginning when they're like, um, they're literally like his whole family. It's all getting together. Yes. They're, they're, they're watching yes. TV and his yeah. dad is up there and he's talking to the president or something. I don't know. And then while this is happening, they get a phone call that's telling them their yeah, parents true. are both dead. And and it's not played like... For laughs. No, it's, it's not... It's, even to be like... It's, yeah, not, yeah. It, it's, it's like you you feel really, really well, bad I, for them. To be fair, I laughed at it because it was it's so, so whiplash. Because it's such a whiplash. Yeah, yeah that's understandable. It was honestly. like, oh my God, that's our dad. That's the president. They're, they really did it. Hey, he, both he, your they're parents dead. are dead. And everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it, it, this movie... I it's I know it's I, I was gonna say if it was doing it on purpose I know it's not if it was it's interesting but I know it's not but there's this is there's a bizarre phenomenon going on in this movie where it just completely whips you back and forth from like what to feel and and I know it's not on purpose and I think it's sloppy but nonetheless it kept me on my toes I don't know if that's for good or no no yeah I mean this this is not like anything else I've seen. no it's bizarre and I don't I don't know whether that's a credit or discredit you know. But um, I guess if we're if we're kind of slowing down here, I might as well just I'm gonna give this a light, Jim, based on the fact that this movie reeled me back in in the final 20 minutes, and it's something fierce. It's something I'm not going to forget. It's the reason that when somebody says, "Have you seen the movie The New Kids?" I will be like, "Yeah, I have seen it," because there's probably a million other movies where I'd be like, 
oh, what's that one about again? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, yeah, I've seen the new kids. That's that really fucking weird one where the, <laughs> where the dog gets blown, by a, blown, off, you know, blown away by a fucking... Um, that that uh, was such a roller coaster listening to try to explain this dog scene. <laughs> dog gets blown. Dog gets blown off. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, what's next? No dog gets He sucked. fucks the dog. Nobody fucks a dog in this movie. But a, a lot of fucked up shit uh, happens towards the end, and it's like, okay, before... Who is this movie for? for this it's story? not for children. And also, who is this movie by... At that point, I was like, Ooh, that now, makes it, sense. now it makes sense. Sean Cunningham made this movie. And I guess Listen, Sean Cunningham, you're going to make a teen drama, right? Yeah. He's like, when do I get to kill everything? Yeah, when does everybody get blown well, away? I don't, I don't know if you should do that. When does like, the dog get blown? Don't suck a dog off. <laughs> Sean, chill, yeah. buddy. Um, no, this is a movie that, um, for better or for worse, I will remember has some of the most bizarre tonal whiplash I've ever seen, which I think is 100% not on purpose. So I can't credit anybody for that or anything for that. I, I refuse to credit that. But nonetheless, I will remember this, and it had a lot of moments that just made me happy. If it didn't make me happy, it made me kind of raise my eyebrows and think. <laughs> uh, yeah. And if that wasn't going on, there was a good stretch where I was bored and, and just completely apathetic. Uh, but all in all, I would say with more 60% positive feelings, 40% negative feelings. Yeah. So based on that, I'm going to give it a light gym, and that's the best way I can describe it. Um, I, I won't forget it. Um, so what do you think, Manton? Yeah, I, uh, Barry, I appreciate that. Uh, at first, I was kind of sad because his other pick that he had for us sounded really cool, too. Um, but uh, this this one is very interesting. It's definitely one that I don't think we ever would have got to otherwise. So so I appreciate you giving this to us because it is um, it's just like a weird time capsule. It's like, you know, it really does have this feeling that they were they were like, let's have this sort of like teen drama thing you know it's gonna be four teenagers and like Devin said you know it doesn't feel like it's like a, a, a wink and a nudge that it has this whiplash it just feels like sh like the, the people making it were just like yeah this is normal this is what we do this like what teens do this is fine um, it's very 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 weird and it's not you know for everybody it's it's kind of fucked up but it's also kind of really fun and, and great um I don't know. It, it it it's a whiplash of a film, but I think uh, a a lot of people listening, I think, would definitely get something out of it. So I am gonna go with uh, a light gem as well. Just understand that uh, it it does get very very dark, and at times, you know, y yeah, it gets pretty fucked up. Now I remember, I, the, like there's there's a point towards the end where it starts to get kind of too fucked up, but then yeah. it goes full so far that I started to get way back on board the very very end of this movie oh, is absolute so madness funny. and i and i actually started loving it when again. the character is jumping or jumping away from all these shotgun blasts and then they, they take the, <laughs> the lighter out at, for one scene and just I, like i don't want to spoil I much know, about it to, just, uh but yeah like fuck it. it's insane it's insane and I, and i and i think that it's um it's worth checking out for for the right people loot there so i guess a light gym. light gym yeah, I uh, I was actually kind of like Devin before I came in here, I, you know, to start the show today. I didn't know what I was going to give this because I had a good time watching this and I like I, I really loved all the opening sequences and I got weird sick pleasure out of the ending where there's just tons of absolute insane, insane action. Uh, but there was that middle portion that really kind of drug me down. But luckily, I think that this it's important. That you probably don't watch this by yourself because I feel like you'll miss something. I feel like this is like a good group watch or, you know, yeah, watch with a buddy yeah. of yours. And it's to me, this is like the like a just a great popcorn flick. You're eat, you're snacking, or you're drinking, you're talking, you know, you're, you're commenting on the fashion. And like 
overall, I think this movie hits a lot of highs. And even though it gets a little weird, gets a little dark, and it gets a little slow, I think that's okay. I think that overall, I think this is this is an interesting little gem kind of hidden out there. And I think that, you know, if you're listening to this and and you you know are looking for something that you haven't seen or a new experience, I think this could be that. I think it's it's interesting for sure. I think it's a definite gem. And the, even though my memory is shit, I have a feeling I'm not going to forget this. We'll yeah. see. Check me on that in a month. <laughs> we'll see. Well, speaking of uh, of, of juggling tones and, and, and specifically dark ones, Oof. we're going to talk about a movie now from uh, Jeremy Saunier called Green Room. Does I, he do another tone other than extremely grim well, dark? I, to, to I don't me, think so. I, he juggles very, very black, black humor yeah. and yeah. utter, utter darkness and despair tonally. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Especially, uh, I see that even more in a movie like Blue Ruin. Uh, there are certainly moments of, of, of levity in those movies, but they mm-hmm. generally yeah, definitely. end in darkness. But this guy has done so you, it masterfully. You uh, ended up seeing Blue Ruin. I think last time we I've talked about this, you hadn't seen it. I saw it years ago. Oh, in fact, okay. we watched it in Austin. We rewatched oh, okay. it in Austin when the first time we went. So I've seen it multiple times now. It's a good-ass movie. I mean, the dude's a good-ass director. It's Jeremy Sonnier, great writer as well. He, he And that's why he was picked to do True Detective, because True Detective is a dark concept usually, but generally it's a, there's a lot of levity and humor in it too. Mm-hmm. This is what this movie does, but this is, for me, no question as darkest uh, production I've seen him do. Uh, so let's do a synopsis from Manton about what Green Room is about. Uh, sure. So uh, first off, uh, this is um, another situation where uh, somebody picked something that we had actually already reviewed. It was uh, Citadel, um, and I asked them to uh, change it because obviously we had already done it. This is from Eric. Last time I did this shit, I got cut off before I could fit, and that's it. <laughs> um, nice. So, yeah, he got cut off. Uh, so, yeah, Eric picked uh, Green Room as his new pick, which is a, a movie that we've talked about many times on this cast. Um, so, Green Room is about... Uh, a struggling young punk band. Uh, we've got uh, maybe from uh, Arrested Development. We've got uh, uh, struggling with his name right now. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Oh, R.I.P. Uh, yep, yep. Died tragically. I didn't know he was Arrested Development. No, uh, I meant maybe, maybe the girl uh, is. From oh, Arrested duh, duh, yeah, yeah. duh. Yeah, he's he's from Star Trek, and right. uh, I was gonna say Green Room. <laughs> I think he's in Green Room. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we've we've got some somewhat known actors here. Uh, so they're they're in a punk band and they're trying to make ends meet. They're trying to like finish off their tour. Uh, so they find out that they've got a gig from this guy and he's like, listen, you know, um, this gig, they'll pay you, but don't talk politics with them. They're kind of, uh, you know, kind of weirdos, you know, don't get too involved with them. So they go to go do this gig, uh, come to find out they get there. It's all skinheads. They're like Nazis essentially. Um, it's a Nazi bar. Exactly. And, uh, so they, you know, being the punks that they are, they decide they're going to kind of stir shit up just a little bit, but they play their show, they make their money, but uh, one of our characters forgets, I think it's like her bag or something. It's a in, phone and charger. Okay, yeah, in the uh, green room of the uh, of the venue, and she goes back in, and she witnesses a crime, uh, a murder, essentially, um, and from that point on, uh, they are not allowed to leave because they've witnessed this murder, and we're trying to hopefully work something out where everyone leaves okay and no one's harmed yeah this is a disgustingly simple siege narrative where they saw something <laughs> Damn, they can't see and everybody around them needs to decide what needs to keep them where they are because they can't leave because they have this uh, we, information we've all seen this multiple times right yeah i think i have i think it's my second viewing so one thing that i think that this guy nails and again i'm so pissed that he didn't finish your technique yes. but 
He's very, very, very good at ramping up tension yes. and, and giving you just enough information to keep you on the trail, yeah. but also keep you guessing, right? So one of the main things that Manton mentioned is they get stuck in this room and the owners of the bar... They, they, it's the green room, literally. The, the green room. Green room. Um, the owner of the bar is played by Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. And they show up immediately because they're like, the, the, the skinheads at the bar that are running it that day are like, hey, we got a situation. And so they're trying to work through... You get the sense that they've done this before. Right. They have an operation, but they're, they're talking in code and they're using you know weird signals and shit mm-hmm. and so you don't know what's going on but they keep hinting hey we're gonna let you out of there we're yeah, gonna get you yeah, out of there right. and so you're trying to fucking piece it together just like the band even though you can see both sides of the field yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, we're, and we're sitting there genuinely thinking like maybe they're gonna make it, work it out to where they can go maybe they're right. gonna come up with some kind of compromise and then you remember oh this is Jeremy Sonnier. I uh, yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, obviously you're like this shit's gonna shit the, hit the fan but. Uh, the, one, the one thing that I remember about my, my first viewing of this is that like this is probably the most like sickening like a uh, sense of stress and dread that i've probably ever felt during probably one of the most stressful movies i've ever seen um I, I remember watching it the first time with i think it was both of us and we were just the whole time just like uh just like um the first time holding I've, onto our seats like the first time i finished horrifying. watching it i got a headache after it because yeah. i was so stressed out and i think that's to the movie's credit it's because the characters are so likable right like these are these are people that i would god this is the w- polar opposite of lost after dark <laughs> yeah right Within, uh, seriously, they, they, they only characterize the, the, the main characters for maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe. And we, we literally are in the van with them. They go to one show, they do a very quick interview and then they're at this bar and like immediately we're, we, we kind of like commiserate with them. They're, they're siphoning gas to try and get fuel for their van. And they're literally doing a show to split $350. I'm like, damn, that sucks. And yeah, they did a show a, at the pizza. Skinhead show. They did a show, uh, at like a pizza parlor for $7 and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this fucking sucks. But also the characters are interesting. You learn about yeah. their favorite bands and like they yeah, seem they yeah. all seem like they have interesting stories to tell and like, you know, reasoning. And immediately it like we've spent minutes with them and yeah. immediately get stuck in this room and I'm like, oh damn, I feel bad for them. Hope they oh, get yeah. out. And it's just it's so simple to say, yeah, give your you know, give your character something interesting about them, but this dude just has a way of doing it so quickly and so effectively. I can't help but uh, just kind of think about Lost After Dark when I now I now that we're doing this. It. Well, it's it's so I funny because to. like when you when you think about this, it's like uh, in this movie, one of the things that you think about uh, after you've seen it is the sort of like I I want to call it like explosive but subtle violence. Um, when when you first sort of see it happen, oh, sure. and like you have a movie where it's right, disgusting. Lost After Dark, you have people being literally cut in half and blah 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 right, and all whatever. sort of stuff. Not Who effective. cares? There's there's a scene where someone gets their their hand hit with a, <sighs> a knife <sighs> a couple times and that is like so horrifying and That's so disgusting. shocking and and, and 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 it's perfectly used in this where it's like that moment, it's that that insane release of tension where it's like you, up until that moment you're like things really could turn out okay. I mean, I, I and I want to build off that even more the very first time you know like Manton saying that our Anton Yelchin character is going back to the green room to get that phone and that charger and tension has been building up right they're in a fucking Nazi bar we know they're in danger they're just all young kids and there's this constant feeling of dread and tension right and the second he goes in they, they pan over to the ground there's just a girl with a knife in her head there's no yeah. blood nothing you just see that and you immediately know like you're, you're scared because one that's a body that's you're crazy fucked, yeah there's no gore it's just a knife but immediately you get that, that hit in your heart. You're like, oh my God, this dude is in so much fucking trouble. I know, it's get out of there. <laughs> and like, 
This is in min- This happens in seconds in this oh, it, movie. This, this this does this butterfly effect thing perfectly, where it's like oh. so you you can't help but keep picking back and being like, dude, you were so close to just not being in this situation. Like all you had to do was like not forget your phone, or all you had to do was just yeah. play it cool. Yeah. And you think like how something something so dumb could lead into something so. M- Fucked up, and, it, it's, and it's, it's really horrifying, and, it, and it's and it's sad, and it's maddening, and it's saddening, and and, and it makes you think, man, man, what if I was in this situation, man? How shitty would this be? You feel all these complex emotions yeah. in an instant, right? Yeah, and that's there's, there's that's a, there's yeah. a spider coming down back there. Oh, spider! That's, that's we little, have a horror podcast. A, I mean, perfect. I hope it's spinning beautiful, gorgeous photographic. Yeah. At webs. least we have some kind of fucking horror decorations in our Dylan studio that's like horrified right of spider. He just cares about broken glass. I don't know. Kelsey's time. really afraid of spiders. I don't I'm, sh- I'm a little scared. Spider. I don't give a shit about spiders. Dude, spider bros are cool, man. I'm much Kill the more bugs. fucking scared of like just unsanitary, harmless creatures like cockroaches than I am spiders. I'm really? much more scared of neo-Nazis cutting my hand off. That's also horrifying. horrifying so it's, it's, kind of hard, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because the premise is so thin and simple. And I mean, we don't want to give too much away. Uh, I will say, no, yeah. I will say one thing I really wanted to highlight that Devin mentioned is uh, Jeremy Saulnier, the director, has a has a good job of weaving in, you know, obviously dark humor into the movies, yeah. but still mm-hmm. having moments where you you're you're brought back from all the absolute grim, dark insanity. So yeah. this movie does that too, and it, even up to the very very end, one of my favorite jokes in the movie is. Um, when they're being interviewed before all the shit happens at the Nazi bar, uh, the interviewer's asking him, hey, what's your Desert Island band? And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. everyone's like, yeah, mine's yeah, the yeah, Misfits, yeah. mine's yeah. this. Something and, cool. Right, something cool. And, and you get the feeling that they're kind of putting on airs, right? They're like kind of trying to look cool to this interviewer. Yeah. And throughout the movie, they constantly bring that back where they'll be like, yeah. no, my Desert Island band's yeah, really yes. a Madonna, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah. But our main character, uh, the the lead singer of the band, oh, no, he's not the lead singer, but he's just kind of like a lead. Anton Yelkin? Or the, yeah, he's yeah. not actually, I don't think he sings. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. remember. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But he never gives his band. Right. And my favorite moment, probably in the whole movie, I actually went home and was listening to the band, but yeah, he's talking to this girl and he's just like, I finally figured out my Desert Island band, man, after all the shit hits, the, you know, after all the dust was settled. Yeah. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And yeah. then the credits roll yeah, at CCR yeah. and I was like, that's, that's a, tight. Yeah. So to, to kind of go off your point, you can't just brutally belagen your fucking audience down with no. fucking tension and action and brutality and violence and, and dread. You have to cut in moments of levity like this to to master that skill. Or, or to at least make it, I should say, just to, to, to make a movie watchable. Well, plus it, it, it gives you a, a breath so you can catch you, you need catch to take yourself. A breath. And, yeah, then you, and, and, and then it hits harder. Jeremy Sonnier masters that for sure. I do, I mean, sometimes he, I feel like he's a little bit clumsy in this one. I think sometimes he goes over the top a little bit with his, with his uh, tension breakers, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, where I'm like, okay, maybe that's a little too goofy in this moment. But this movie would be almost ruinous or almost borderline unwatchable. Not, not worth watching to almost if it was if they didn't have that levity because it, it is one of the toughest watches if it was any more tough to watch it, I might not have seen it more than once I might have just been like it's yep, interesting to think about that's, that. that that sucked to watch uh, but it's good it's like hereditary almost one thing I, I really appreciated about this is that the um, even the you know we have, we have two opposing sides but the uh, the villains are also very interesting uh, one of them is played by that same dude from Blue Ruin yep. and we've also yeah, got Patrick Stewart who's of course very good in this he's the guy we should talk about the, what's he directing apparently he's directing the new fucking Toxic Avenger 
Oh, I didn't. That's is the guy. He? That's oh, the guy. Oh, I didn't. Know he, that. he directed. I don't want to be. I, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh yeah, that was a good. Whoa, movie. yeah, that he, movie was good. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that is in every. Like, we should know his name. He's in every yeah, one of like, Sonny's. Oh, he's uh, he's in Scott Pilgrim too. He's the the there bassist, right? Yeah, probably. Uh, no, no, that's Scott. Wait, no, yeah, he, he's no. the lead guitarist. Well, I'm I know he's, sure. this dude's he, in Murder Party. We know that. Yeah, uh, the guy Brandon, the person you're thinking of, is in Green Room, but he's in the band. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, the point is, um, you know, it, it's it's cool. I think part of the reason why Green Room does work is that um, the, the the villains are human. You know, they're shitty, but they're human beings. And so we see like these two opposing forces kind of coming together. His name is Mark Weber. That's who we're talking yeah. well, about. What about the guy that's in all of his other movies? That's not the guy I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about. Yeah, you're He's the main, the, dude, the main in dude in Blue Room. Room. You're talking He's, about Macon Blair. Yes, Macon yes, Blair. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Making Blair is making money right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm sure he is. Um. Anyway, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to fucking follow that. That was stupid as hell. Yeah. I I, I also kind of feel like uh, that was that was a blooster line really, that completely derails oh, the whole conversation. You just completely deadpan just said, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, man, what were you saying? You didn't even because I, I'm not as trained as you in, in yeah. re-railing the conversation. <laughs> you just completely ignored it. We, uh, that's <laughs> the sorry, thing though man. is that we sorry, I loved it. We almost don't even have to re-rail this conversation because. I almost feel like there's really not a lot for well, us to say. I, I want to talk about something that I that I first kind of speculated the first time I saw this is this was a build basically as Jerry Sonny's horror movie because Blue Ruin was not sure. a show of horror. He definitely dabbles in that element. Yeah. He dabbles with elements. He's always close to I it. I mean, he's so close. This one is as close to horror as he's going to get with as far as his movies go. I haven't it's, seen Murder Party, but isn't that what? a little closer? Yeah, yeah it's Murder? always a thing. No, it's not really. That's like that's like your oh, horror. Okay. That's horror comedy. It's not nearly as I mean, it's a horror comedy. No, it's no question. It's a Halloween movie, but no, this movie there there, there is a moment when they when they pretty much uh, the, the order is given to kill that it becomes for me a horror movie. You see two d- dudes yeah. in smoke with machetes, yeah. and and I'm like, this looks like goddamn the shape from you know Halloween walking in right now. And there's another moment. That I don't want to spoil too much. But if you haven't seen it and you can stomach this kind of movie, you have to, you need to see it. This is some of the best modern horror you'll see. But one of the most, still to this day, just makes me hurt and makes me sad and sick is one of the first kills that is so completely like oh, overlooked and yeah, so quick and yeah. so just like un. Uh, what's the word I'm looking you're, you're for? You're talking about the box cutter kill. Yes. No. No. Not that one. That one. Oh, but there's a lot. That of was insane. That's like the this, first kill. No sound. Actually, that's that's that kill is this, so satisfying. No, this, this is a kid that, that that tries to escape out a window, and and the way he's off is so sad oh, and, and quick yeah, and just, stupid. Like, stabbed basically. Yeah. And, and, in and his then back. and then the guy Patrick Stewart's character is just like you know don't let him bleed out. It needs to look like he died. You know let let him. God, t- this movie is yeah, brutal. It, yeah, yeah. Let him last a few hours so it doesn't look like he died this early. Kind right. of thing. It'll help. The, and what happens? He gets stabbed so quickly, and the guy that stabbed him kind of like gets up and has a weird dry smirk on his face like hey I did it like it's so gross to to your credit I mean I mean that's the thing is that this whole gang basically has up and coming members that they're using to do these acts and so they're trying to like like earn their earn their laces right yeah but this movie definitely does remind me a lot of like Halloween kills obviously more violent in this movie but there's it's so clinical and just brutal and like unapologetic about how it, it kills characters that it does kind of remind me of those 80s classics a little bit. So do you guys... Um, yeah, I definitely got that. Do you guys have any nitpicks? Any, any yeah, problems uh, with this movie? My major nitpick, and I've, started to, I've already kind of alluded to it, is that this movie, I think Blue Ruin does a better job of juggling darkness and, 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 and black comedy than yeah. this one does. I think this one hmm. is either ultra dark or sometimes there's moments that are just way too over the top. 
trying to be funny and that's that this this comes later in the third act when shit is really really messed up the whole thing when they talk about paintball and do this whole this whole thing i don't want to explain it uh, I didn't take it as oh, a funny wow. scene. No, I didn't either. No, there's a scene where he, where Antoine Yelkin's character literally busts out and says "paintball" or something like that, and then like makes the, makes uh, him chase what? him. Yeah, 100. percent I don't remember uh, that scene. He ends up talking about it. He's he's talking about how he used to play paintball. Yeah, he, he, like, he gives a pep talk, like, and then and then he's wearing like he has a like, camo paint on his face and shit oh, like that. No. I'm, oh no, I'm, I'm the other way. This that's like some of my favorite. I shit think in it's this movie. so goofy, and, and and the rest of the movie at that point is either really dark or very darkly comedic. I I thought I I feel like that's sort of like the the like punk element that felt to it, so to me, unreal but... to me i could it, it took me out and it, i didn't i was not ready for a laugh oh, wow. a laugh out loud moment like that and if you're gonna give me a laugh out loud moment, it, it, i need the subtle ones that you i love the, the bit you're talking about where they keep bringing up that, I, that sounds good. that's subtle that's simple and it does take you out it, it gives you a, a breath i don't need a, a laugh out loud moment this is we've been through this this is why i don't like get out this is why i think i have major qualms wait major issues with get out is i don't need laugh out loud clown moments in this kind of movie i, guess I just need subtle humor as a, as a counterpoint to, to that up. i don't agree with Devin. i i think that like i just really want to let you know if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about this movie that there's never going to be a point where someone does a zany gag and it's funny. Like this movie is so serious and dark. Yeah, I think all what, what the he's time. saying is like in context. Of yes, what's for going me, on. in context, the difference for there me, there was one moment that it really did that for me, and I really didn't like that. We might have to talk about it after. I'm, yeah, I'm curious, sure. but to me, that I actually agree with you on Get Out, and I like that movie, and yes. I thought the guy was really funny. I like it too. I like but it the, too. But the comedy in Get Out is literally physically removed from the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, literally yeah. a character phoning in, making <laughs> yeah, jokes. He's right? literally phoning in jokes. At least in this movie, everyone's together at all times and they're all sure. in on the joke I agree um, with you this is my better. my nitpick and this is not necessarily that the movie did anything wrong or a discredit to the movie but this movie is so dark and mean and cruel it is oppressive like you need yes. to know that yes. it's sick you need to know this movie it's is so hard fucking to watch. savage I, yeah. I only wanted to wa- I was like when, when Brandon and I got together to uh, watch the new kids <sighs> I was like this is really fun but I should probably keep drinking because I I, I even you, told him when he walked in I was like I don't want to watch Green Room. Yeah, I, well, you yeah, need I, a drink after I, it. I, full disclosure, I didn't rewatch it because I, I I've already rewatched it and that was tough enough. I've, I've seen it three or four. I times. agree with sure. you, but this I, this one toes the line of being too much. Honestly, it really uh, toes the line. But I do want to. It's so hard for me to make that call. I but, don't know. It's I'm, weird. This, this is why I want to differentiate. Is that I've seen movies that were too too much, and those are movies like Angst. Those are movies like Oh, um, okay, sure. See, I'd never. I've right. Never yeah. want to go to angst again. See, yeah, that one is just like you did too much. You you just did too much. I'm not gonna. You were you're fine. You're technically a sound movie, but you did too much. This one is just just right there. The, I just he pre- definitely knows how to push that line. So yeah. let me say this: it's handled well, but you need to know that movies that give you those warm bummer. feelings or that that treat their characters with respect, this is not that movie. <laughs> this, your yeah. characters are gonna get. Fucking murder! This, yeah. uh, this is so funny. And because, you're gonna like uh, those characters. One of, one of my friends that's uh, and it's to the movie's credit. Right, I mean, it course. just does it absolutely. That that well. works in the same building as me. Like comes into my store. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Hey," um, she like messaged me on, on Facebook and was like, "Hey, I want to watch a movie. I want to." I was like, "Well, what what do you want to see?" She's like, "Uh, something you know, fucked up." And I was like, "All right, green room." Jesus. And then like a couple days later, she came in and she was like. You are not kidding. <laughs> she's like, I. She's like, I know I said I wanted something fucked up, but that was really crazy. And it's weird. It's not really a nitpick, but it, it is like a conscious thing. Like you know, one of my big things, and this is what I told Pat when I was talking to him um, about why I like certain movies more than others, is that I think that 
ultimately, of course, movies can be art, but I want to be entertained, right? If I'm going to sit and devote a few hours of my time to something, I want to have a good time. And that doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. mean it's happy or beautiful or whatever, no, but no. this movie like literally makes me feel bad. Yeah. And so it was a con. I had to consciously choose to sit down and watch this, and I yeah. knew what I was going to get. Yeah. And I just want to warn yeah. the listeners: like, you just know what you're going to get. So and, that, that's awesome. And, and yeah. again, uh, we're, we're going to sound repetitive, but Jeremy Sonnier does his damnedest to to keep you. I'm surviving in the movie, stomaching the movie. You feel like you're fucking in the room yeah. surviving it with him. Well, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I hope yeah, I get to the next yeah. stage. My, my, yeah. my point is he does his damnedest to, to totally keep you in it because he, he needs that levity there, but I'm not sure he quite does the best job. I still... I need to rewatch Blue Ruin. I still I haven't seen it. Blue Ruin, I think, it, it totally is better than this. I think... I, it, damn, it, we, weirdly, I think, I think Green Room is for me is technically a better movie but i actually See, like blue ruin more that's what i'm saying too i think technically green room is probably his best movie so maybe not i may, maybe that's not true but this one has a lot more going on than blue ruin does i think i think mm-hmm. weirdly enough blue ruin's a little more simple even than this one hmm. um but that blue ruin doesn't make me feel sick to be honest blue ruin yeah, is it's, dark it's it's somewhat depressing yeah. but it i remember watching yeah. blue ruin i'm like wow this movie's really dark and depressing yeah. i'm like oh how, how yeah, young i was yeah, yeah. <laughs> i watched this shit Green i'm like room is a notch above it and the only thing I can say is it doesn't full on get to the point where I'm just like this movie is mean and I don't like how how this what this director is trying to do. Yeah, it's it a very different feeling than like a, like a Rob Zombie's Rob Halloween Zombie or something where or, he's trying his hard yes. just to be so edgy and mean and cruel or as he can. Angst or or certain torture porns that are just like we get it, director. You're trying to make us feel like shit. That's stupid. Fuck you because I if, I'm not gonna like your movie if you well, do ultimately, that. Ultimately, that's not what this movie that's is. Not I what mean, this movie no, is. No, 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 it's no. got a lot more going on. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy Sonnier is 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 a wizard. He's a magician with what he does. Um, he's a sadness wizard. I mean, he's a sadness. He cast the depression spell. <laughs> Boom! And you're like, oh! But then there's something. That, there, there is something uplifting about this as well. There's an aftertaste for these movies that makes you want to go back and, and taste that meal again or some, some, somehow or someday. Eventually. It's, it's, yeah. To me, it's kind of like hot sauce. You're like, in the yeah. moment, it's brutal and you're crying and you hate yourself. But then you think, you know mm. what? I could do that again. I'm getting some fruity notes at the end of that <laughs> sauce, baby. Yeah, I don't know. Let's I, review it. This this is a, a for me. I mean, it's it's a, a modern horror masterpiece. If we're talking about the best horror movies to come out in the last two decades, then I say two decades because 2000 to 2010 essentially was a wasteland of horror. This past, <laughs> there was like two movies that survived yeah, that decade. Yeah, this past decade, I think we can agree, has been really, really, really strong. I'm gonna be yeah, sad when it's yeah. over. When 2020 uh, hits, uh, I'm uh, like. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to want to construct a list of the best 2010 to 2020 movies because it's going to be absurd what we have been given these past 10 years. And we yeah. still have another year to go, baby. So um, this one is just one of those movies that will be a shining beacon from this past decade. When people mm-hmm. talk about 2013 horror movies, Green Room, right? 2013. Wow, was that 13? It Holy feels, fuck. I think it was. It feels like Five it was years like ago, 2016. We together, it might have been 14 or 15. I don't know. It's But anyway, that will be the movie that people talk about, or a movie that it, it, there'll be a handful of movies, maybe 25 to 50, that are going to be talked about. This will be that, um, and it's 2015. Yeah. This will this this movie is just that good. It's it's it, it needs to be topping a lot of horror movie lists, whether it's decade, year, what have you, and... Uh, I've seen it twice, and it, it, both times were a challenging, upsetting experience. But that is a testament that I've even seen it twice, and uh, probably will see it a third time uh, at some point. It's tough, it's challenging, it's brutal, it's savage. It, it, but goddamn, is it fucking good? Uh, it is a strong gym. And all jokes aside, fucking 
Anton Yelkin, that's, that whole nightmare of a situation, it, it mm-hmm. still bothers me to this day. It's that fucking game. stupid. Yeah. He, 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 yeah, it was a freak accident. The dude was peaking. Uh, he was going to be a fucking horror legend. He was going to be absolutely a, a, yeah a modern day scream queen or king, whatever you want, however you want to phrase it. He was too damn good, too damn young, and that sucks. And but the, uh, the tragedy of it all is that the he died in a car accident, basically to a freak. Uh, yeah, st- stupid, horrible design decision yeah. on the cars. The manufacturer changed. Yep. The car because of that. They had, to, they had to change the car because it rolled into him. It's stupid. Fuck that. That dude is a legend still, though. Um. So God bless him. God bless this movie. God bless Jeremy Sonnier. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Uh, That's a lot of blessings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Devin, he, I mean, you nailed it. This movie is an absolute gem, and the fact that we've all seen it multiple times is a testament to the fact that you can have a movie that's oppressive and, and sad and awful, but still yeah. bring you back in. And that's because of the, just the craft that goes into this. It's a beautiful looking movie. The acting talent in this movie is phenomenal. Yep. Every single person that's on the screen. Imogen Poots really good. Uh, just kills yep. it. Yeah. And, and every character, even in, like how minor they are, they have time with, with when in Jeremy Saulnier's movies where they get to, to grow and you don't even know it's happening. It's not like this is the scene where the, this character gets introduced. It's just fucking right, happening so yeah, naturally. Yeah. Everything feels so weirdly effortless. And you always remember everything about your characters. And this movie is, I mean, it's amazing. And it's the the only thing, again, I'm going to bring it up. And Devin, you know, we've all talked about it, but just know that this movie is very, very brutal. And uh, just, you know, know that going in. It's not for everybody, but it's an absolute gem. Yep. Manton. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. I almost feel like it's like silly to review this movie right. because it's like, Yes, obviously, this is a fucking phenomenal film. Um, I, I actually really don't even have any nitpicks. Like, I think that um, personally, I I kind of like Blue Ruin a little more, but I I think that's just like a me too. taste preference for me. Um, yeah, if, if you uh, are listening to this podcast and you haven't seen this or Blue Ruin, um, you really should watch that's them. You really, really, really should. Um, that would be a very crazy double feature to do. Uh but Call it uh, sadness night. Yeah, <laughs> go do it. Uh, but yeah, no joke. Like this, be ready. This is a very stressful, uh, very very stressful film. But strong job. I'm putting this out to the listeners. I asked Matt and Matt in this, but I'm wondering if Jeremy Saulnier has some plan behind his movie names. Green like you think we're gonna get like red, red something. something? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because one of my favorite bands I does hope that, so. and I'm I curious, so. like, if anybody has any guesses on that or insights that knows, like, oh, I know Jeremy like, Sonnier personally told me this. I, I know that he's kind of like done, like he did that Netflix movie, and he's done some side stuff, but like, I, I, I want the next color, whatever. I he didn't want, do the I really Netflix do. movie. He didn't. He didn't. Do, he didn't know that. I thought he directed. Uh, what was it? Um, I'm, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. No, no, no. The other way. You watched it. It's like. Oh, you're right. He directed. Oh, uh, shit. Into the Woods or something. It's another or... movie with Dark in it, I'm pretty sure. Hold the Dark or something. Yeah. I think that's it. There's too many fucking movies with Dark <laughs> in it, and it's so annoying. He, he needs to make Red whatever. He's red is Darkness. Gotta, he's uh, got to do that. But uh, speaking of. Hold I, the Dark. Hold the Dark. Yeah, and man. that movie's pretty good. It actually is a little bit of a. A step down, I think. It's actually got way more of a Taylor Sheridan or Dillis Villeneuve feel to it. It's just kind of like a gritty crime. It's a lot like Wind River. I, I'm ready for him to go back to this. He needs to go back to this shit. Um, oh, I watched Hold the Dark. I forgot about this fucking movie. See, yeah, it's <laughs> there like, you go. That's the F that you forgot. It's fine. But speaking of forgetting movies and movies with dark in it, I was just thinking of how I, that the first movie we talked about, which I still I don't know the name of still, but I don't care. <laughs> that this uh, that actually is the perfect recipe of movies that we will forget by the time this this uh, we do our wrap up because a nothing happens in the movie, right? The, what what can you grab onto? And b the movie is called 
What's Lost a generic after dark? dark? Lost after dark. I, I literally multiple times this week had to like yes. scroll up on our chat and be like, what was the name? I of that forgot movie? the name four times already. There's nothing in the name that says what the what's in the movie. It's just like yeah, that has nothing to do with the film at all. Yeah, good point. Weird. So but that's a movie that has everything going for it to be yeah. forgotten. Even the title. Even yeah. the title. Yeah. We're, we're, it's gonna be most especially again, be, the title. Especially yeah, absolutely. So you guys aren't gonna blame me when I forget it, right? Well, this actually, is the one time we won't. Well, because of all this conversation, though, maybe we still would. Well, what, what was the one that you said? Oh, yeah, that you forgot last time. It was, it was called "I Will Remember You." <laughs> remember that from our rap? He doesn't up? want to talk about it. I don't remember it. There was a movie that you for, that you put in for most. Oh forgettable yeah, cut, most forgettable. And it was uh, "I Will Remember You." I, no, I think I think it was me, and then he uh, forgot it. Anyway, yeah, whatever. It's funny stuff. So some, there's something funny about the phenomenon of just full-on forgetting movies because that means well, man, you made a shitty movie. Um, well, maybe you'll forget this episode because. <laughs> It wasn't so good. Uh, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a game or anything. I, I guess you guys probably played the game last week. But. Well, no, we actually just did uh, more pickup lines to each other. Yeah, Rachel picked. I thought that was such a fun oh. uh, game that you made last time. Well, so. then let's. Should we? I think we no. should. All we right, should um, no, hit no, the no. stop button. Yeah, we. Get this one out of its <laughs> this, mystery. Is, this is almost an hour and a half long. I mean, yeah. we're we're good. All right. Well, me and Brandon will have a great game next week. We're just gonna kiss each other on the cast. Well, yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, uh, we're good. Hopefully, you're good too. Uh, on behalf of the horrible crew and Dylan in China right now, thanks for listening and stay spooky. How do you say goodbye send, send in him, Chinese? Send him Winnie the Pooh memes until he gets arrested. I was thinking about trying to say bye in Chinese, but it was gonna um, be. Real. I actually. I mean. Hello is Ni Hao, right? Okay, thanks for listening. And that's that's uh, that doesn't make sense. Ni Hao and stay spooky. Okay, all right. Bye. <laughs> what a, it's one open, just as shitty as it close. <laughs> Absolute whimper. <laughs> Fuck off!